0: Today's episode is sponsored by ChrisTaylorRacing.com. Welcome to Driven to Compete, where we interview badass, high performing individuals to learn more about their competitive spirit and share their stories as a form of inspiration for our community. I'm here with Jim Drago, and we're at uh, Hallett Racetrack here in Oklahoma, close to my hometown, Claremore, not too far from here. And we're doing an SCCA weekend here racing. And uh, I I know Jim's name from seeing it and hearing it uh, always at the front of most of the races that I listen to as another racer in the SCCA. In fact, Jim, I think you've got... A couple or more national championships, right?
1: Yeah, I've got uh, two SCCA and one NASA. Okay.
0: Well tell me a little bit about, uh, well where are you from?
1: Uh, Originally from New Jersey, but I've been uh, in Memphis, Tennessee now for right around 30 years, I guess. So, Memphis is on. Yeah. Um, So, what are you doing this year? Is it only SCCA? Um, We are considering doing the uh, NASA championships. We're talking to a couple guys. So, I think we're gonna try to qualify and probably do both.
0: Okay and um how many races a year are you going to plan on getting this year
1: well we usually do all the super tours with the exception of uh watkins Glen and the ones on the west coast so um i don't know how many it is probably like six or seven i think Mm
0: -hmm. okay um
1: and so what car are you driving i drive the number two uh east street racing mazda miata inspect miata it's a 2004 um, miata
0: is that your organization yeah Mm-hmm. can you tell me a little bit more about that
1: um it started i guess out as just me and then we built the car for one customer and then one customer asked me to do that and do another car uh before long we've been building you know a bunch of race cars and have a lot of guys racing with us so we usually have anywhere from two to five or six guys race with us and um you know we probably build about 10 cars a year
0: how many you get people how many people here do you have this with weekend's
1: you? pretty light we've got a we got several cars running, but we're only taking care of mine and Rick Kowalski's car.
0: And is it uh, all spec Miata's? Or? Yeah, all spec Miata's. Okay.
1: So, what did you? I mean, when did you actually start racing? I started racing at the uh, two thousand three season. So. Okay. And I did before that. I did D's, but I didn't start even doing D's till like 37, 38. So okay. I started racing in two thousand three at whatever the heck age I was there, thirty eight <laughs> or so. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I have. I have a maybe a, a chance or something. I, I I didn't start racing until I was forty nine. Yeah, and so I've I've got a ways to go. I think to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well, tell me a little bit about some of your uh, like the national champions that you won, the championships mm-hmm. that you won. How how were those seasons? Were you just dominant in those seasons? Um,
1: or? You know, spec me out. It's pretty hard to ever be dominant, but I've had you know, I've had good seasons pretty much since two thousand i guess 2009 or 10 mm-hmm. all the way through i've you know always had the multiple win seasons some you know i won the the national points title three or four times besides that so uh the last few years it's only been one or two or two or three so um but i've, I've won at least one super tour every year that i've competed so
0: nice it's
1: pretty close but yeah 12 and 13 we were good and we were really good at uh when I won those at Road America, we had gone there three or four times a year and tried to kind of make it our home track. And then the uh, NASA championship was mid-Ohio, and I'm pretty good at that track too. So I'm not too crazy about VIR, but yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. I finished sixth there in uh, the so that wasn't terrible. What do you think about Road America? Because
0: that will be the next two years.
1: I think Road America is a really good track. It's always it's a beautiful venue. It's easy to pass. <laughs> um, it just doesn't seems like it doesn't lend itself for all the problems that we got at VIR with the too wide and running off and getting into the tires. It just seems to race better. VIR is a great track to drive, but I don't think it races really well for Spec Miata with as close as we are and as tight as we are. But, um, yeah, it, I, I like Road America. Sebring, Road America, Road Atlanta, all of them are a lot of fun to race. Yeah. Probably my favorites.
0: I was going to say, the next question was what what favorites do you have? Yeah,
1: I, you know, like I said, the I, is one of my favorite tracks to drive. It's just not, not really too much to race. But I would say, yeah, I would I would say probably those three. Probably uh, Road America, Road Atlanta, Sebring, probably. Got and, it. And Coda. I like okay. Coda a lot, too. Well,
0: what, what about the tracks? Like, what part of the track do you like the best
1: in terms of racing Um, like Atlanta, i like a lot because the whole track is super fast and flowy um takes a lot of courage in most of the corners there and it kind of rewards the people who are really kind of wanting to lay it out um sebring similar you know it's a lot of like between turn 17 and turn one both those are really sketchy um code i like a lot it's really technical and it's fun to drive um but yeah, I would say probably just one. I would probably pick Road Atlanta. It's, you know, it's just a it's a blast to drive. It's like a roller coaster when you're driving there. And yeah. It, Hallett actually is one of my favorite tracks here to drive too. It's a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I've a lot of I heard nothing bad about Hallett. Everyone no, loves it and and it's yeah. just one thing
1: after another, right? Yeah. It's constant. Yeah. And the, the people here are so nice. They you know, they really go out of their way to try to make the event good for everybody. I think I think the people here do more than at any other event, I guess because it's, you know, small family organization, but you know the 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 stevens go out of their way to make this a great event for everybody
0: yeah i talked to the owner 10 minutes he had never met me i said hey i'm doing a podcast on racing can you set me up and he he put me in here so they're really good people yeah um so maybe probably the national championships might have been your best race but anything that's really really memorable that you'll just never forget a race
1: um yeah there's several i guess you know uh we had finished a couple years ago, we finished, tried to get three cars on the podium forever at one of these races. And as many really talented drivers as we have, we always would be close and never get it. And we had a, a one, two, three at Sebring, I guess it was the year before last, and both my car and Todd Burris' car had damage on it. So it was, it looked like the walking wounded, but we we're glad that we were able to get through because we had a incident in test day, Preston won. And I think I was second or Todd was second, I remember, but we were one, two, three anyway. And then the um, the last runoffs at Indy we were really close to was to get a one, two, three at the runoffs. And uh, we were running that way for a while with uh, Preston winning, Nick Bruni in second. And I was running third. And then at the end of the race, Connor got by me and Nick and then they raced and then Nick ended up one 2 so that was pretty good to have both cars up there I think I finished seventh or eighth I tried to go for it with like one or two corners to go and like three of <laughs> us went off I think I finished eighth <laughs> but, what What
0: that. about any um agonizing like losses or yeah.
1: you I mean, you always play? kind of remember the, the ones you lose um I should have won the 11 runoffs I feel like and um I got put off by Steve Guerrero which is pretty pretty well-known. He got a year of suspension for that. Um, that one kind of stunk. And then the um, there's a couple I feel like I let get away. The set, the, uh, the NASA Championships, I guess that was in 17. Um, several of the, the closest competitors end up getting in an accident in one of the heat races. And I finished one, two in the heat races. And the one I finished second in, I could have won, but I just wanted to make sure I brought the car in. And um, we get ready to start the race and everybody's so worried about jumping the start because they had penalized the guy in the west coast for jumping the start Mm. we finally asked him to let us go you know can we just start normally because that's why the wreck started or happened in one of the heat races and he's like yeah if you guys want to do it that way but for two days when i started on the pole you know the whole row of cars were just banging in the back of my car so it it just took a toll on the transmission so that was the first time of three races i got to turn one in the lead out of you know out of the three times i was on the pole I got to turn three, and my mind was like, this race is over, because the other guys really weren't that close on pace, and I downshipped to the third, and all the gears came off the box. Oh, gosh. So that damage was done on two starts from the two days before, so kind of felt like we gave that one away. Um, 15 at Mid-Ohio. Uh, one of my teammates won, but I felt like I had the car to win there, and just I made a move on the, the guys, and they drafted back past me. Then we had a lap car that didn't let us go through, and Mid-Ohio was kind of a one Lane tracks, so I never got back to them. And I don't say that, uh, you know, that the winner shouldn't have won, but I felt like I had the car to win and didn't win, which, you know, when you get those chances, you really want to cash them in because they don't come that often. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner.
0: Tell me a little bit about the differences between that you see between SCCA and NASA.
1: Um, typically, short of the NASA championships, the competition in SCCA is probably tenfold. Wow! You know, it's there's there's usually one or two guys at some of the NASA races that are competitive in the region. I am typically not even that too much, um, but you know, the Super Tour Series that we race in. You know like even this race a lot of the guys that i race with on more on the southeast they're like god it's like all these guys are good i'm six this is the worst i've ever started and now we've got all these young kids that are coming from karting that are all really good and the level of equipment has raised a lot too i think we had probably better cars than uh 80 of the field or 90 percent of the field for years and now it seems like even the guys that are, you know, in a seventy-car field that are like 40th, fiftieth, they have cars that are comparable to the guys at the front or better. So it's crazy. This is there's cars that like used to be able to start in the back and just, you know, buzz right through the field. It's not that way anymore because so many of the cars, the cars are all just close from first to last. You know.
0: So what does it take to get um, the cars in such great condition now?
1: Um, I mean, you, you have obviously you have to have a really quality built car. A really good motor and you have to have a really good uh understanding of setup and be able to get the car set up and roll free and um you know the biggest thing i think that helps has helped me my whole time is i'm really good at setup really good at building cars and um, knowing what the car needs to get the car neutral through the race and knowing where it needs to be in the middle of the race versus at the end so that's always you know been a strong suit. I think a lot of the guys drive the tires off or drive the cars off because they don't really have it set up right. Yeah, Yeah. So and they're not that difficult to set up, and you really need to kind of know what what it needs to be and where it needs to be.
0: So the 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 race team that you have your your race organization is that mm-hmm. what you do full time?
1: No, my full time job is that you we know, on an auto salvage yard. So one end of the uh, our warehouse probably I know probably about thirty five hundred square feet is our race shop, and it's just. We have two guys that work in there full-time who need another one and um they don't really we part out a lot of miatas but the miata parts cars were terrible and started we until we started to inspect miata now we sell about every part off of them
0: that's amazing yeah um do you have any sponsors or
1: is it just kind of no pretty much just me yeah
0: yeah and you have any how many people do you have right now racing with you guys
1: uh i'd say on average average weekend six probably six yeah yeah that's enough
0: yeah yeah what Now, what
1: is your role during the during the race weekend? Uh, driver, driver coach, uh, setup, <laughs> fill-in, tire changer, whatever it kind of needs to be. But I've got really good guys to help me, Mike and Ryan. Mike's been with me for a while that do pretty much everything we need to do. And most of my customers, pretty much all of them are really easygoing if we need a hand. To them. They're off cleaning the cars, changing tires, whatever we need to do to kind of get everything going. So yeah. we don't really... Um, it's It's pretty much a it's pretty laid back, and we're all pretty friendly with each other, so it's more more a group of friends racing together than it is you know, like kind of you know clients, yeah you know, business owner,
0: yeah, I think oh, a lot of people end up becoming friends and family yeah. really, being yeah. on the same race team yeah um so do you just went from some d e s and then I did you started-
1: DEs for a while I probably did I probably did start DEs in like ninety six and started racing in two thousand and three, so probably. I did I did quite a few Ds, but I didn't really go to too many tracks. It stayed you know local, and then went to a few tracks here and there. But it was a big change from D to racing, which I didn't think it would be, but it was huge. It was very different to have all the cars so close to you, you know.
0: That's one thing I'm always amazed with. I, I feel like um, for like B spec, we're all pretty close, but you guys yeah. are closer and faster. Yeah,
1: like right now we've got Logan's on the pole at a twenty eight flat, and then I think Matt is a two. Like at 20, 28 250 or something and then i'm a 28 5 and 6th and 11th place is 28 5 as well wow so the the pole sitter's two tenths out or two and a half tenths out but then they're doing two and a half tenths is you know second to twelfth yeah that's yeah. just crazy
0: what what is a what is a competitive spec miata like if somebody's getting in this they haven't mm-hmm. been like well how much does a car cost how, how much does a competitive spec miata cost
1: you could get a good competitive used spec miata for probably 25 to 35 and probably a brand new built car with data is probably low 50s
0: mm-hmm.
1: and as
0: long as it's uh, the used car it doesn't have any major issues you can get away with something like
1: that yeah it just depends you know so you have to kind of know the car too because sometimes you're buying somebody else's problems you yeah, know yeah but there are a lot of good cars out there sometimes people get into it for a season or two they don't race that much decide it's not for them or decide they're you know just not going to race as much as they thought and they sell a car that they paid fifty, sixty thousand 60,000 for yeah. and they get 35 for it and it's worth every penny of that yeah
0: um, so speaking about that in terms of people starting you know, uh, jumping in, buying a car, not having raced before might be a, kind of a mistake if you don't like it. What What do you suggest people do to yeah. get started? If
1: I were getting started, I would probably buy, you know, ask somebody like me or maybe Chris Hall, the man or Ben at Advanced or Tom at OPM. Some people that are, you know, pretty well known. They're going to shoot them straight and ask if they've got any, you know, used car recommendations or if they know the car. Ask people like us, like, hey, I'm looking at this car, do you know anything about it? And if, you know, it, if somebody's just getting into it, they're going to struggle for a little bit. You know, I mean, when I got into this, I was three seconds off the pace. I just, you know, couldn't believe that I was that far off after being so fast and to ease. And it's pretty much the normal. You know? yeah. And then by the end of the first year, you should be able to cut that down to like a second, second and a half. If, you know, and then that last second is going to be... This gonna to be tough.
0: Yeah, I know it's it's been difficult for me. Um, I didn't have any. I had one de one yeah. de session, and then got my comp license because I just really wanted to race and, yeah. you know, out there against several former <coughs> national champions and David Dottery. Yeah,
1: and David's on the road. Yeah, he's a really good driver.
0: John Phillips. John as um,
1: well.
0: Steve Introne this year.
1: I don't know Steve that well, but I've raced against John. Raced a lot on the yeah. same you know in the same races with David. And both of those guys can really drive the car, yeah. and they both know the cars so well. Both of those guys, similar to me, know exactly how to get everything out of the car and how to set the car up and how to build the car. So they don't really have any, you know, any easy, any weak spots where they're gonna they're gonna be missing, you know.
0: Yeah, the setup of the car is one thing that. I've been reminded by from other people on how important that is and getting yeah. that right.
1: I've got a couple of guys that are phenomenal drivers, but they really don't know the setup. So we've got to just sit, get the car set up for them and they can drive the wheels off of it. But the feedback and the setup is, you know, kind of out to lunch. I basically end up setting my car up, you know, and seeing where we are, seeing where Preston is. And then I probably usually bring everyone else back to, to kind of that number or wherever we are. And they typically do fine with that setup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I want to give you one last chance here for
0: uh, to let people know uh, how to get a hold of you, you can promote your your business sure. and
1: um, the easiest way to get a hold of me is um, on on Facebook. We have a or um, is East Street Racing on there, and then uh, we have a, a, a store where we sell all kinds of everything that you could pretty much use for spec me out. We have and that's e Street which is Shopify store. So there's a link button. If you hit the you know hit a message on there, it comes straight to my phone and. Um, one of the reasons I think we've been so successful is, you know, people hit me at all hours and I answer every email and answer every phone call personally. So, um, you know, people get feedback where so many other people don't return calls, don't return emails and stuff. And it's, uh, it, you know, just shows that we're, you know, trying to keep everybody up to date.
0: Yep. cool. I want to thank you. Okay. Appreciate everything. Yeah, I want to thank you for listening or watching Drive to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode and I hope that we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. I absolutely love hearing from you and I promise I'll personally respond to every comment, every question, and every request. If you want to connect, start with our website, driven to compete.com. Also don't forget to subscribe to our newsletter, whether you reach out or not, please like subscribe and share until next time. Go kick some ass.